Hey Shakers, and welcome to Worth Your Salt, the podcast that shakes up your marketing game in the health and wellness industry. Worth Your Salt is brought to you every Thursday by Salt Marketing. Salt Marketing helps health and wellness practitioners build trust and authority to attract a steady stream of inbound wellness seekers. For more information, you can visit us online at saltmarketing.co. I'm Jennifer Oroqua, StoryBrand Certified Guide, Marketing Strategist with Salt Marketing, and your host for today's episode of Worth Your Salt. Do you feel like your website just isn't working for you anymore? Your design and copy might feel dated, or you might just realize the site no longer supports your big goals. Or maybe you're spending way too much time trying to make your site work for you. Worse yet, especially for health and wellness practitioners, you might be tired of losing clients to the competition, and you know that your website is part of the problem. Even if you're just starting your new business and want to be sure you do it right, my guest today on Worth Your Salt is going to help you show up as a leader, attract more dream clients, and grow your practice. Sarah Juliuson, the website doula, is here to provide insight on how to make your website work for you. Sarah, thank you so much for joining me today on Worth Your Salt. Thank you for having me. Delighted to be here. So Sarah, let's start out by talking a little bit about what a doula is and why you are the website doula. <laughs> so traditionally, a birth or postpartum doula is providing emotional, physical, uh, social support to uh, pregnant and postpartum families. And I actually was a doula myself for over 20 years. And along the way, I taught myself web design uh, because as an entrepreneur, I needed a website and I had to figure out how to manage it. And my inner web geek was born. Mm. When it became clear to me that this was um, more than just a skill, that it actually was a calling, the name, the website doula came very naturally to me. It wasn't just about serving doulas because because the market I serve is far larger than just doulas. I serve the full spectrum of health and wellness practitioners. But I wanted to bring the spirit of what it means to be a doula uh, into the realm of web design because building a new website can feel really vulnerable. Right? We're putting ourselves out there. You know, people are reading about us at two in the morning and making decisions about whether or not they want to work with us. And that's big. Um, it's hard finding clarity on our services, figuring out the design feel we want, the messaging, all of these different pieces. Um, it's easy for people to get stuck along the way. And I wanted to bring that kind of energy of collaborative, supportive care to help web design become a, a different kind of experience, right? Not just a technical one, but a, mm-hmm. a, a shared kind of growth journey. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like it was a pretty fluid move from practitioner to marketer. Since then, you've helped birth centers, Nana and doula agencies, doula trainers, newborn care specialists, and even more for over 12 years. So mm-hmm. what have you learned about this unique niche and what it takes to succeed online? I think this niche is... You know, one could say it's unique, but I think it's it's parallel for pretty much all health and wellness practitioners is that we are passionate about what we do. Mm-hmm. Most health and wellness practitioners would say that they entered this field with a sense of purpose, often with a personal origin story. As a result, they may love what they do. They may be really good at what they do, but most practitioners didn't enter this Um, with a full awareness that they would actually need to market themselves. Mm -hmm. That piece of the puzzle often feels like the thing they want to deal with the least and the most confusing and overwhelming and even kind of challenging. Mm. As a website developer, what specific challenges do you see health and wellness practitioners facing? I mean, when it comes to their online presence. You know, they're experts in what they do, which is great. But it means that often they get caught up in telling people all about what they do. 
you know, there's an element of that that's, of course, important for conversion, right? We need people to understand what we're doing and why and how it's going to help them. But they miss out sometimes or often on the, the sense of building empathy, connection, authority, really letting the client see themselves reflected on their site as opposed to treating it like a trifold print brochure from 20 years ago, you know, filled with bullet lists. And we provide mm-hmm. this, 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 mm-hmm. and that. They get caught up so much in telling people about what they do that they forget that this really is a relationship that is founded in connection. For sure. And you and I met earlier this year when we both became StoryBrand certified guides. So we were talking about that a little bit before. Tell me a little bit about how you've incorporated StoryBrand, the framework, into what you do. Oh, it's amazing. (laughs) Agreed. It's been so fantastic. I've been working with StoryBrand for over a decade now in an informal way. You know, I've, I've had it various story brand materials. I've always uh, invited clients to review because every single time they did, they would come back and say, oh my goodness, that made me rethink everything. And now we get to, as guides, help our clients rethink everything, rethink the way they're talking about what they do, the, the way they're messaging what they do to their clients. And it just is providing such a new depth of clarity around not only their messaging, but also how I want to approach their project to ensure that I'm hitting on exactly the right elements of their story to create the business results they're wanting and needing. Absolutely. And so what are some of the the key elements or design principles that you consider vital when you're creating a website for your clients? How do you ensure the website reflects their brand and their values? I like to think of a website as a a portal to getting a sense of what it would actually feel like to be in your care. Mm. Yes, there's the information piece is important, but far more important for me is people landing on the page and just feeling that sense of relief that they have found their person, that they are in the right place, that they know what to do and how it's going to help them. Along with that, there are lots and lots of key elements that I see routinely missing on client sites. Anything from where they actually practice in their service area Mm -hmm. to no calls to action or a really unclear one, like let's talk Mm -hmm. completely missing elements of SEO. You know, it's kind of, you, you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times when I've seen health and wellness practitioners hire, you know, kind of a a cheap agency to do it or Mm -hmm. to have a random friend or relative build their site, or they try building it themselves Sometimes the design is even quite nice, mm-hmm. often not, but sometimes it, the design could be beautiful, but they're missing all of these key functional elements that actually make the site work for them. Mm-hmm. So we, we have to bring that blend or we're not going to end up having a website that does what we need it to do for us. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned, and I, I love that idea of um, the sense of relief when you reach the site, I found my person. So I would definitely say that that's something that differentiates your work from other web designers out there. I feel like you have a very unique perspective. How does that perspective support your clients? Hmm. I mean, I do work with a lot of clients in the birth and postpartum realm. So they obviously love having someone who knows what a placenta is and, Mm -hmm. you know, is comfortable with their Mm -hmm. industry and understands their client base. But when you look at my wider client base, the therapists, acupuncturists, herbalists, pediatricians, what I find is that they come in expecting a web designer and then they get a website doula and they thrive Mm. (laughs) because they feel like they're getting an approach that is far more collaborative and heartfelt than what they would have gotten in a more typical web design practice. Mm -hmm. You know, I really 
am invested in their success. Mm. And I want them to emerge from our work together feeling stronger in themselves as business owners and confident in their marketing. And that is so much larger than the functional package that they're purchasing, which is I need a new website. Great perspective. All right, Sarah, you and I need to take a quick sponsorship break right now. But when we return, let's talk about how health and wellness practitioners can build a website that works. Stay with us. Gaining clarity around your brain message is vital to designing your sales funnel. At SALT, we believe in the seven-part story brand framework. That's why we're pleased to offer you a live story brand session with author Donald Miller and the story brand team. In 48 hours, you'll learn to clarify your messaging and know you're doing it right. You'll create the only seven messages you need to grow revenue for your business. You'll be coached by story brand certified guides and create your five-part sales funnel that will help you boost revenue right away. Head over to saltmarketing.co slash live for dates, details, and registration. That's saltmarketing.co slash live. We are back here on the Worth Your Salt podcast with the website doula, Sarah Juliuson. Sarah, before the break, we were talking about your unique approach, the one that has served your clients well for so many years. Can you share a success story or a specific example of how you've helped a health and wellness practitioner overcome their online challenges and achieve the goals through your website development expertise? Absolutely. It's one of my favorite things to do is just watching clients thrive over the years. Mm -hmm. And I've got clients I've been working with for well over a decade. And that's just so exciting to me to see how they evolve. A great example is a client who started her doula practice about six years ago. She had a single page website, super simple, plus a blog. It was just her. Within a year or so, she was ready to add on a few new sales pages for additional services she was offering on and things started to grow. And then she began to grow a team. And over these six years, she now has a site that is a good 20 pages deep, right? It's a nice, well-established, you know, weighty site in Google's eyes. Lots of great content. And she's got a team of over 30 in just a six-year period. And so when we start where we need to start and letting ourselves be at that beginner place, you know, a simple website with clear messaging and effective design is the foundation you need. It doesn't matter if it's one or three or five or 20 pages on day one. Like what matters is clear messaging and effective design. Mm -hmm. Knowing that you can grow it over time doesn't have to be all on day one. Mm-hmm. It's meant to grow and evolve with you as you change. And many health and wellness practitioners offer various services. They have diverse mm-hmm. programming, um, lots of things. So how do you approach organizing and presenting these offerings on a website that is user-friendly and encourages conversions? It's such an interesting dynamic because there's some practitioners who kind of have that everything but the kitchen sink approach. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I do this and I do this and I do this. Okay, stop. Because <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're just going to be stuck in complete and total overwhelm. And I think where a lot of practitioners get a little bit muddy is the differentiation between techniques that they may use with any given client and actual services. And so our first step is usually to kind of go through those services with a fine tooth comb and really say, well, what is the service that you're selling? And then what are the things that you might use as a piece of that service? And maybe the sales page for that service needs to be focused on the service and it can mention those techniques, but those techniques themselves don't need their own pages. Mm. So while we do need a sales page for any key services that you want to have maximum SEO impact, there are often additional things that people have built out content for that really probably would be better you know, used as blog posts. In the health and wellness field, 
practitioners often want to integrate third-party tools. So software for appointment scheduling, client management, e-commerce. And as you mentioned a little while ago, there's nothing wrong with starting with the basics and getting Mm -hmm. it right. So how do you approach integrating these tools seamlessly into a website? There are so many tools to choose from and clients get so overwhelmed with that piece of it. And honestly, sometimes I have newer practitioners who just aren't ready for some of those mm. tools, right? Just even the, mm-hmm. the dynamics of managing an appointment scheduling tool is just more than they're able to handle. For anyone who's you know a couple of months into their practice, usually they wake up one morning and say, oh, this scheduling thing, it's I, I need something. <laughs> I need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when we're looking at integrating these, I always prefer to do a full embed so they aren't actually leaving the site to take that action. And, you know, creatively using tools like Zapier where we can create sequences and connect, you know, if they sign up here, a Google folder is automatically created for you. They're added to your spreadsheet, et cetera, so that there's a bunch of automations that can actually make your admin life easier. Ultimately, I believe that a website, one of its functions, in addition to obviously selling your services, is making your life as a business owner easier. So if someone listening in knows their site is currently a stumbling block Mm -hmm. on the way to their success, where should they begin? How do you begin to identify what's not working? You know, it's really hard to get that perspective when it's your own site. Mm -hmm. Certainly an easy place to begin always is your call to action. Is it clear? Is it highly visible? Is it repeated through the site? Is it working? I mean, I can't tell you the number of times I've come onto somebody's site and the button isn't even taking me to the right place. So that's a really simple, easy win uh, as a step one. But on a deeper level, I, I, I really want to encourage you to hire a professional because you just simply don't know what you don't know. And mm-hmm. there are so many elements that you, you or I will not be able to identify as a barrier to your success that someone skilled in this field will immediately be able to say, oh, if we change A, B, and C, you're going to see a change. Mm-hmm. If that's simply not an option for you at this time, I encourage you to identify three friends that don't really know what you do mm-hmm. and or you know family members who are truth tellers, not the, I'm going right. to say whatever I need to to please you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and ask them a few key questions like, tell me what I do. Tell me mm-hmm. who this is for. What's the next step? Mm-hmm. What's going to happen if you don't hire me? You know, what, what, what is the impact of not working with me mm-hmm. and see if they are getting it mm-hmm. uh, and don't give them an hour, give them like three minutes. Cause that's just about all anybody's giving you really three seconds is how much most site visitors are giving your site at first glance. So how long should we expect a website? So we, we're looking at our website. We've had it for a year or two. How long should a website serve us before it really needs, we need to take a hard look at it, an update or a refresh or even a complete overall? People are often surprised and a little bit frightened by this number, but I'm okay. going to say three years. Um, research shows the average lifespan is around that. And it will vary by industry and also by the quality of the site to begin with. This is in part because design standards mm-hmm. simply change and evolve. And because you evolve and grow as a practitioner, and inevitably, you will wake up one morning, look at your site and go, huh, Mm. this doesn't feel like me anymore. This doesn't feel like my ideal client anymore. Something needs to change. And that doesn't mean you have to start from scratch, Mm -hmm. right? Ideally, you are building a website on day one that can be upgraded over time with those new design elements, changing up your branding, adding functionalities as you grow when you're ready so that you really have a foundation as opposed to a temporary tool that's going to serve you for just three years. Great advice. All right, Sarah, it's time for another quick break. We're going to be right back after this. 
You're listening to the Worth Your Salt podcast, and today I'm talking with Sarah Juliuson, the website doula, about fixing and finding the things that might be holding your website back. We'd love to hear your thoughts, so be sure to join us over on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Facebook, and let us know how you're connecting with your target market. So the health and wellness industry, Sarah, is often associated with sensitive topics and and personal journeys. So how do you ensure that the website design and content create a safe and empathetic space for visitors? That's a great question. I think open space within the design is really key. Just energetically, that room to breathe, Mm -hmm. uh, the room to see themselves reflected. Uh, Language that includes words like, I understand, I get it, I know. I've been there. And when we name the problem, when we actually say out loud, these are the things you might be struggling with, there's an instant sense of, they see me. I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. Mm. And that builds trust instantly. Mm. And and so often I think practitioners are wary to like name the problem. They want to be positive. But mm-hmm. really site visitors need to see them. They're not ready for the magical resolution yet. They They need to see themselves where they are first. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about SEO. And obviously SEO is crucial for driving traffic to any website, but specifically in health and wellness, how how do you get a practitioner's website to rank well in search engine results and attract that ideal target audience? Oh, that is the magical question. Isn't it? (laughs) You know, and it's a lot easier when somebody's in a more rural area as opposed to San Francisco or Mm. Boston. I think health and wellness practitioners sometimes struggle with some of the wording choices that we need to make to help them show up well in SEO. So really understanding that when I pop the word therapist into that subheader, I know it makes it feel maybe a little more more awkward to you, but Google needs it. We have to play Google's game. Mm -hmm. And it's not just about a pretty site. There are so many functional kind of on-page optimization, off-page optimization, things that we need to do to ensure your success. And if you want to reach the clients that you want to reach Mm -hmm. and make the difference that you're wanting to make in your community, then kind of need to play along with what Google's looking at. So, Mm -hmm. you know, using all the things that Google, that we know of, that Google wants us to be using, right? There's obviously a hundred plus factors that we know nothing about that Google has never even revealed to us. Mm, (laughs) But we're going to do the things that we can do and we're going to do them well. And Mm -hmm. even if it means that we're maybe repeating a word more or a a phrase more than you feel like it should be repeated Mm -hmm. because you feel like it's going to make you feel salesy. I think it's important to remember with this kind of repetition and integration of keywords within the content that Users aren't reading every single word that you write, mm-hmm. right? People are landing on that page and they're scanning. Mm-hmm. And so when, you know, they're not going to see that you've mentioned it X number of times. They're just going to see a few of them and it's going to reinforce for them. This is what this person does, just like it will do the same for Google. So the first rule of hiring a web designer is to trust the expert you've hired. <laughs> mm. yeah. So you told us a great success story a little while ago. Um, I wanted to ask, how can a well-designed website contribute to the success of a health and wellness practitioner? What what kind of examples or features or functionalities are particularly beneficial for this industry? Mailing list, mailing list, mailing list. I think Mm -hmm. 
It is the most underused tool in this industry. Mm-hmm. I think in part because it falls into the marketing realm and a lot of practitioners are hesitant to sell themselves mm. and don't want to be a bother, right? Mm-hmm. They don't want to flood their inbox. And I think if you can look at your mailing list as a way to relationship build, to provide functionality and benefit to your client base beyond your time mm-hmm. with them actually in appointments or in, in your care and care that goes far beyond the time that they work with you, right? So mm-hmm. maybe they work with you for a limited time, but then that mailing list can carry them in relationship to you for years to come and create mm-hmm. who knows how many referrals down the road because you provide so much helpful stuff. Mm-hmm. So don't be, don't be afraid to relationship build with your client base beyond the time that you spend with them. That's great advice to shift your mindset around that. And I know for a lot of practitioners, the cost of developing a site that really works can be a factor. Mm -hmm. So how would you recommend they shift their mindset around that very important element of their marketing? It is absolutely an investment. And honestly, you can find people that do it, you know, within a wide range of price points. And I really want you to remember that this is an investment that is meant to last for years to come. Mm -hmm. Many practitioners don't even have an actual brick and mortar space. They're practicing virtually like health coaches, or they're attending people in their own homes. And so if you can think of yourself, okay, I'm not paying for rent. I'm not having to pay for Mm -hmm. insurance for my, Mm -hmm. my office. I'm not having to decorate my office. Can we take some of those funds that we're saving by being virtual and invest that in our online brick and mortar space because it's essentially is your online office, right? It's mm-hmm. it's the threshold that people walk through and get an instant impression of you from. Yeah. I would also say that for every month your site either isn't live because you're trying to DIY it or you're waiting for a designer who isn't following through to actually finish it. Or it is live, but it actually isn't working for you because it doesn't show up in search or the messaging is confusing or the design is wonky on mobile. You are losing money every single mm-hmm. month, every week. So the faster you get a high quality, effective website live, it makes such an impact on your business. And if you can increase the number of clients you see each month by even just 10, 20, 25%, what impact will that have on your income? Do the math. You'll, you'll be amazed at how quickly you will make up that investment. Great advice. So for our listeners who might want to learn more about you and what you do, where can they go? I welcome you to come and visit me over at the website doula.com. If you are in a doula is D-O-U-L-A. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in working with me, I do offer free discovery calls to explore options together and identify the best fit. I'd love to have that conversation and help point you in the right direction. And of course, a link to Sarah's site and her LinkedIn, as well as the tools we've talked about today will be over on our website at saltmarketing.co. But right now, Sarah, it is time for our lightning round questions. These are a few quick questions I like to ask of every guest. Are you ready? I am ready. All right. First question is, what is the best book you've read recently? Ooh, still in the middle of it, but wow. Perfectionist's Guide to Losing Control by Catherine Morgan Schaeffler. Oh, very good. I didn't know it was going to apply to me quite as much as it does. (laughs) Isn't that funny? (laughs) All right. Next question. What is your favorite thing about the work that you do? Oh, that's easy witnessing how my clients transform over years of working together. It's fabulous. Very nice. All right. What is the best piece of advice you've ever been given? How can it be easy? So Krista Smith is another awesome story brand guide. She's in Halifax, Nova Scotia, and an early mentor of mine in the web design world. I kind of lives by this mantra of, all right, how do we make it easy? Mm. We get so wrapped up in making everything complicated. Let's just 
Take it easy. Mm-hmm. It's going to serve everybody best. All right. Last question. Who or what inspires you? I love meeting people who are thinking outside of the realm of the usual, being creative around the work they're doing, where they're living, how they're living, how they spend their time. I love asking what if and working with people that are willing to go down that rabbit hole with me. That's great. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Worth Your Salt, Sarah. Thank you for having me. It was a delight. I also want to thank our listeners and let you know that if you're ready for your Worth Your Salt debut, tell us about your expertise by emailing us at grow at saltmarketing.co. And of course, be sure to subscribe at saltmarketing.co slash worth your salt so you never miss an episode. Finally, leave us a review or give the show a handful of stars wherever you get your content. That's all for this episode of Worth Your Salt. We'll be back with a new episode next Thursday. In the meantime, let's get out there and shake things up. Oh, 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 o